Lamed Zion Lamed Aleph, questioning to understand Batar Dashanile Omale, after nearly two weeks of, of somewhat profound insights and, and understanding both the learning and the messages from uh, the, the Dafim we've done in Masech Tanozir, today's a little bit more laid back and uh, easier to follow. So it, it starts still with the Gemara, the same sugyas that we've been dealing with yesterday, um, where it started on Daflamid Hay Amud Beis, um, where Rabbi Avau said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Kol Yisurim Shabbat Torah Ein Hetem Yisrael Fele Yisur Chutz Miyisurei Nazir. That um, in all cases in the Torah, the Yisur doesn't join with the Hetem. So remember the case, you're eating a piece of something that's treif and a piece of something with, with kosher, and you're eating them together. There isn't enough treif to be a shear for, for punishment of malchot. There's less than a kazayat, but together, the whole sandwich, you're eating a sandwich, the bread's kosher, the meat is treif, but there's not a kazayat of meat on your sandwich. So we say in the case, most cases in the Torah, says Rabbi Yavo, all other cases, that's not a kazayat. You're, you're not going to get a malchus for that because you haven't eaten a kazayat of meat. But in the case of nausea, it does join. And the act of eating all together is a kazayat and therefore... You, you've eaten a kazayat and you've eaten treif, and the two come together. It's as if you've eaten a kazayat of treif. Then we had Zairi, who said the same applies on when it comes to Sa'or on the uh, on the Mizbech, or yeast, bringing yeast as a, as a korban mincha. Um, and, and, that, and that's the end. So now, important to notice, this is Rabbi Yavo in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yavo is a Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan's an Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yavo also. So Rabbi Yavo teaches Rabbi Yochanan's Torah, in Eretz Yisrael. Then, Yativ Rav, in the beginning of Lamed Vav Amud Aleph, Yativ Rav Dimi v'ka'amala l'hashmaita, Rav Dimi was teaching this piece of Gemara. The same Gemara that we've just been learning, Rav Dimi was teaching uh, ne- nearly 2,000 years ago. Where was he? Rav Dimi was uh, in Eretz Yisrael, and, and used to, he used to go backwards and forwards from Eretz Yisrael to, to Babylon, to Bovel. So he was quite a bridge. He brought the learning of Eretz Yisrael. He was also a Talmud of, of Rabbi Yochanan. So Rav Dimi comes to Eretz Yisrael, and just as Rabbi Aval was teaching Rabbi Yochanan's Torah in Eretz Yisrael, Rav Dimi was taking it to Bovel. So he came to Bovel, and he gave a shir in Bovel about Heta Mitzdarif Le'isur, and he said, this is what Rabbi Yochanan taught in Eretz Yisrael. Abaya, who's the... Rosh Yeshiva of, of Pumpedita listens to the Shir and asks five powerful questions of Rav Dimi. And the next piece of Gemara records these five different powerful questions to, to Rav Dimi, and Rav Dimi answers them all. So you can imagine the, the heat that's going on in the moment. Yes, Rav Dimi comes from Israel, repeats Rabbi Yochanan's Torah, Abaya attacks from five different places, Rav Dimi defends. Each time he defends his Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan. Then on Algamor on Daf Lamed Zayin, the um, Abaya kind of switches his tactic. What has Abaya been asking up till now? Abaya has been saying, you have been teaching in the name, you Rav Dimi have been teaching in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that the only time that Heter mit Starif that the sandwich becomes completely treif, the, the bread and the meat joined together to make a kazais is only by nausea. But in all other cases, this does not apply. That's what you've just taught. 
And then he gives five proofs to, to claim that that's not so. It applies all over. It applies in other Isurim as well, not only in Nazir. And each time Rav Dimi dispels the thing. So now Abayah comes and he says, in the second paragraph on the source, Where did you in fact learn this from? The whole idea that that you can convert the kosher bread into troif meat. Uh, if you're a Nazir, in the case of Nazir, let's say wine rather than meat, where do you learn it from? From that word Mishras in Nazir that we learned yesterday. It's that word Mishras that, that taught it to you. Maybe that's not what you learn from Mishras at all. In which case, not even a Nazir is here to Mitzvah for the last five questions, I've been suggesting that this idea of Heter Mitzvah applies throughout Halacha. Now I'm suggesting it doesn't even apply by Nazir, maybe. So what's the word Mishras teach you? Dilma um, tam and this opens a whole sugya we've got throughout Shas, very important in the laws of Kashrut, of tam kiika, that if there's the taste of treif, it's, it's not kosher, you can't have it. So if a piece of treif meat falls into a pot of soup and you pull the meat out from the pot of kosher soup, but there's still a remnant of the taste, there's no meat, but there's a remnant of the taste in the pot of soup, the soup is also, even if there's more than shishim, even if there's more than 60. 60 only works if, firstly, the piece of physical meat is removed, and secondly, there's no remnant of taste. Then, then shishim works. Um, but if there's a remnant of taste, it doesn't matter if there's 60 times or 100 times as much, it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference, because we have the principle of tam ke'ika, which the Shukhanur of Paschal is midoraisa. The taste is like the thing itself. <coughs> Um, and and w what that means is, is really quite interesting. There, there are many views, but there are two primary views. Rabbeinu Tam is brought in Tosfos in a number of different places, where Rabbeinu Tam says the taste penetrates the heter, the taste of the treif meat penetrates every molecule of the soup and makes the soup treif. The soup itself becomes treif. The Rashbo wrote a wonderful, you know, we think of the Rashbo as the Chidushim on, on Shas, which he writes, but the, the amazing works of the Rashbo to really get to know the Rashbo, they are the Chuvot of the Rashbo, his responsor, which is just classical and massive, massively important. And there's the Torah Habayit. The Torah Habayit are laws of Kashrus, which he writes in a, in a major sefer, he writes a full sefer, and then he writes a shortened form of it, Torah Habayit, and in uh, in Shar, in, in Bayit Dalit, in the fourth house, he calls this the, the Torah of the house. In the fourth house, he deals with Hilchot Taruvit. And the first parak of the fourth section is a beautiful, long analysis of all the laws of Bittul and how it works and Taruvit and how it works. It's just a magnificent piece of Torah. And in there, what the way the Rashbo explains it is simply that if this taste, Bittul doesn't work. It's not that the taste makes the soup treif. The thing that was treif was the meat. The meat is taken out. Now, maybe there's still little remnants of meat, so we say bitul. It's, it's nullified by the quantity of soup. But if you can still taste the meat, you can't say bitul. Bitul only works if there's, no if there's no taste, and he works and he explains that. So that's the idea of tam ke'ika, and suggests abaya, the source of tam be'ika, maybe comes from the word mishras, in which case you have no source for the idea of heter mitztarif le'isur, in the case of a Nazir, which you learn from Mishras. Now look at the part that I've put in, in italics, and you'll see in a moment why it's in italics. 
What's going on? Abaya asked five powerful questions of Ravdimi to suggest that Heta Mitzdarev Le'isur is universal, not specific to Nazir. Ravdimi answers them all. Now he comes along and says, maybe there's no such thing as time kicker altogether. Maybe there's no such thing as Hetem Yitzhak Yitzhak altogether. There's only time kicker. And the two concepts, although related to one another, are different from one another. So maybe we have no source for what you've suggested in the name of, Rav, of Rav Yosef's, Rav Dimi. Answers the Gemara. Yeah, but Shanira, yes, you're right. He asked five questions of Rav Dimi, and then Amale deal with it in time kikurudat, and then he questions from a different perspective. What's interesting historically here, before we understand exactly what the Gemara has just said, is this part that I've put in in, in, in italics. It's just interesting historically. Rabbeinu David says in Psachim, Rabbeinu David is a Talmud of the Ramban. We don't have much of his work, but we do have work on, on Psachim. And Rabbeinu David says in this sugi, which appears in, in Psachim as well, he says, and the parallel sugi in Nozir, we find an insert of the Rabbonan Svurai, and this is the insert. So this is not part of the original Gemara, it was added later, says Rabbeinu David. Who are the Rabbonan Svurai? So the time of the Amoroim, the, the Mishnah ends with Rabbi Yehuda Anossi. One of Rabbi Yehuda Anossi's prime Talmidim is Rav. Rav comes from Bovel, learns in Eretz Israel. Uh, around the year 218, he goes to, back to Bovel and establishes the big yeshivas and Torah in Bovel. So Rav is the beginning of the Amoraic period. When Rav goes back to Bovel, Rav bridges not only two countries, he not only bridges Eretz Israel and Bovel, he also bridges the period of the Tanaim and the period of the Amoraim, which gives him the authority at times to disagree with the Tana even. Rav sometimes disagrees with the Mishnah. That's how powerful Rav is. So when Rav goes to Bovel and establishes Torah, the Amoraic period starts. Rav Shreiragon in the 10th century writes the Amoraic period ends with the death of Ravina Baravhuna. And from, from then on, the Amoraic period is ended. Later on, the Gaonic period starts, the Goenim. In between the Amoraic period and the Goenim period, we have the period of the Rabbon and Sfuroi. They're almost anonymous. We know so little about them. Rav Shreidegorn names some of them. And, and he says they all died within a short period. The, the period of the Rabbon and Sfuroi was only a few decades. It, it wasn't even centuries. It was a few decades. And they were very active in editing the Gomorrah into the final form that we have it today. They took the work of Ravina and Ravashi and they refined it and really put it into proper order and edited. And here and there they made editorial comments. This is one of those rare editorial comments. There's one in the beginning of Kiddushin, there's one in the beginning of Bolekama, and, and, and there's this one which Rabbeinu David says is the Rabbonin Tzvuroi. So the Rabbonin Tzvuroi are saying, what's going on with Abaya? This is, not, this is not Abaya having this discussion. This is later on. They're putting the Gemara together and they notice Abaya is switching sides. He starts off saying that that Mitzdarev Le'isu, this idea of kosher becoming treif, joining up with the treif, he starts off suggesting it's global, it's universal, not only by Nozir. And now he switches his side altogether and he said, maybe it isn't even by Nozir. Maybe there's no such thing altogether. From Mishras, we only learn Tam Ke'ika, that we go by taste. 
And that's all we can learn from this. What's up? So where does Abaya hold? What's his real? Explain the Rabbon and Sferoi. Abaya's questions, and this is an important limud, it's an important thing in, in questioning altogether. Abaya's question is not to disagree. Now, in English, we use the word question. I can say, I question what you've just said, meaning I don't agree with it. Or I can say, I have a question on what you've just said, which means I don't understand it. <laughs> Abaya is not questioning Ravdimi because he doesn't agree with Ravdimi. He's just probing. Are you sure, Ravdimi? Have you checked every Gemara? How does this fit in with this? How does this fit in with that? How would you resolve this? I was once present when Reb Moshe Tendler asked Reb Moshe Feinstein a Shaila, and Reb Moshe Feinstein said, I'm too old, I can't answer, my memory's not sharp enough. So what would you say, he said to his son in Reb Moshe Tendler says, I think X, Y, Z, he gave an answer. And Reb Moshe started shooting at him from all over Shas. What about the Tosfus in Boakama that says this? And what about the Shach in Shulchanach that says this? And what about, um, just, that was, without, his memory was already weak, and he was, and he was doing that. But it wasn't because he was disagreeing with Reb Moshe Tendler, he was checking. Have you thought this through? Do you, how would the, if you're right, then how would this work? If you're right, because Shas is a whole system. You can't just have an opinion somewhere. If you have an opinion, it affects the system. How do you put your opinion into the entire system? That's what Abai is checking. He's not disagreeing. So he starts off checking with the assumption maybe Hetzel Mitzayef Le'isur is global. And then he says, we've checked that. Let's check the opposite. Maybe it doesn't exist altogether. He's exploring. He's trying to understand. And it's very important when somebody questions us or when we question others to understand, they're not necessarily attacking us and disagreeing with us. I had a board of a company was complaining the management gets defensive when they ask questions. Not disagreeing with you, not challenging you. Just want to understand your decisions. How did you get there? What was the basis? Did you think of this? Did you think of that? And we need to be less fragile and more robust when we're having conversations. It's okay to question one another. It's okay to probe one another. And if it comes from a place of curiosity, I'm curious. I want to understand your thinking. That's respectful. It's not disrespectful. So always check your inner place. Why am I questioning? Am I disagreeing and challenging them? Or am I exploring and probing to try and understand them? Abaya teaches us, and the Rabban Svuroi explaining how Abaya operates, teaches us the appropriate method of questioning and probing the views of somebody else. <laughs>